Conflict, age 11. Now is the right time. As a parent or those in a parenting role, you play a vital role in your child's development and success. There are intentional ways to grow a healthy parent-child relationship, and growing your child's skills to manage conflict provides a worthwhile opportunity. Conflict happens in families between spouses, among siblings, and between parents and children or teens. Arguing in family life is typical and expected. How you discuss and work through problems together can grow your child's or teen's life skills so they are ready to grow and sustain healthy relationships beyond your family. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 need to practice and grow their listening, empathy, communication, and problem-solving skills to thrive. They will need to learn to stop and calm down before saying or acting in harmful ways. And they will have to learn to reflect on poor choices and take responsibility for their actions. If they cause harm, you will need to guide them to a better decision so that they learn how to mend physical or emotional damage done. Everyone faces challenges in managing conflict. You can't tell me what to do, your child or teen may exclaim in embarrassment and frustration after breaking a house rule with a friend. As your child or teen develops, they must test their limits and the rules to internalize them. This testing can lead to challenges. The steps below include specific, practical strategies to prepare you to help your child or teen work through conflict in ways that grow their skills. Why conflict? Whether it's your 11-year-old hitting an older sibling in frustration or your 13-year-old refusing to get ready for a family event, establishing regular and healthy ways of working through conflict that isn't harmful to themselves or others is essential as your child or teen learns to grow healthy relationships. This conflict resolution includes teaching your child or teen vital skills that grow confidence. Today, in the short term, teaching skills to manage conflict in healthy ways can create more significant opportunities for connection, cooperation, and enjoyment. Trust in each other that you both have the competence to handle your relationships and responsibilities and a sense of well-being and motivation to engage. Tomorrow, in the long term, teaching your child or teen the skills to manage conflict develops a sense of safety, security, and a belief in self, grows skills in self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, responsible decision-making, and deepens family trust and intimacy. Five Steps for Managing Conflict This five-step process helps you and your child or teen manage conflict. It also develops necessary critical life skills in your child or teen. The same process can also address other parenting issues. Learn more about the process. Here is a tip. These steps are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here is a tip. Intentional communication and actively growing a healthy parenting relationship will support these steps. Step 1. Get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. You can get your child or teen thinking about managing conflict by asking open-ended questions. You'll help prompt your child or teen's thinking. You'll also better understand their thoughts, feelings, and challenges related to how they feel when confronting them so that you can address them. In gaining input, your child or teen has a more significant stake in anything they've designed themselves. And with that sense of ownership also comes a greater responsibility for solving their problems has more motivation to work together and cooperate because of their sense of ownership. 
We'll be working in collaboration with you on making informed decisions, understanding the reasons behind those decisions about critical aspects of their life, and we'll grow self-control, empathy, and problem-solving skills. Actions. Consider what challenges your child or teen in their ability to manage conflict in healthy ways. For example, if your child or teen is hurt or feeling rejected, it's a normal reflex for them to lash out with hurtful words and self-protection. Begin by considering the following. Ask how your child or teen feels when they argue with a family member or friend. What are some ways you can tell you are having a conflict with someone? What are common issues that cause conflict for you? How do you feel when you are having a conflict with someone? Name the multiple feelings that occur. If your child or teen is having trouble, you could help them by saying, Maybe you felt mad? Frustrated? Sad? What do you notice about what's going on in your body? Name the ways that your child or teen physically experiences conflict, whether it's a red, hot face, or a racing heartbeat. You can also use your experience to help your child or teen be curious about how their body responds when upset. You may say, I notice when I am upset, sometimes my stomach hurts, and other times I get real warm in my chest and face. What are examples of negative impacts you have had on others that maybe you didn't mean? How might you have engaged differently to reduce the negative impact? Step 2. Teach new skills. As a parent or those in a parenting role, it's easy to forget that your child or teen is learning how to be in healthy relationships, including learning how to argue fairly. Because of your child's or teen's learning and development, they will make mistakes and poor choices. How you handle those moments can determine how you help grow their conflict management skills. Learning about developmental milestones can help you understand what your child or teen is experiencing and will provide context for how you can best support them in their skill building. 11-year-olds may argue with you as they assert their independence and fight with friends as they worry more about being liked. They may exclude others to gain popularity. 12-year-olds may find themselves more run down by stress. They may be edgy and moody or angry as they deal with stress. 13-year-olds can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent. They may feel an even greater sense of peer pressure. 14-year-olds may act invincible and like they know how to manage everything. They may get angry if embarrassed or rejected by peers, particularly in front of crushes. It is important to remember that teaching is different than just telling. Teaching grows basic skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and prepares your child or teen for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills, and preventing problems. This teaching is also an opportunity to establish meaningful, logical consequences for unmet expectations. Actions. Teach constructive conflict management to your child or teen using the following model. Step 1. Stop. This is the most crucial step and requires you to pause. Explain to your child or teen that when they are in a conflict, it is easy for the reactive or emotional part of the brain to take over. Unfortunately, this might result in saying unkind things and doing things they regret when functioning in this part of their brain. It is important to pause to get the thinking brain connected. There are many ways to pause, including taking a breath, visualizing a stop sign, or simply imagining hitting a pause button. Step 2. Check in. The second step has three parts and requires them to check in with their body, feelings, and needs. The following questions will help. What sensations do you feel in your body? Racing heart? 
Sweaty palms? What are you feeling? Angry? Hurt? What do you need? To be heard? To feel like your opinions matter? Step three, communicate. Encourage your child or teen to communicate their feelings, needs, and requests, which might sound like, I feel frustrated and I need my opinion to matter. Could you listen to me first without interrupting? Teach your child or teen to repair harm. A critical step in teaching children and teens about managing anger is learning how to repair harm when they are part of the conflict or cause. Harm could be physical, like breaking something, or emotional, like hurting someone's feelings. Mistakes are a critical aspect of their social learning. Everyone has moments when they hurt another, but that next step matters in repairing the relationship. You are modeling and teaching your children and teens vital lessons on repair when you make amends with your child or teen after making mistakes. All parents or those in a parenting role have moments when they don't feel proud of their behavior toward their children or teens. Use these moments to take responsibility and repair. You may say, I'm sorry I blank. I had some stressful things happen at work, but that doesn't make it okay for me to yell at you. Some parents may worry that apologizing reduces their authority. It does not. Instead, you are modeling how to repair a relationship when one person hurts another and creating a stronger bond with your child or teen. Both help to set them up for healthy relationships today and in the future. Here is a tip. If your child or teen has difficulty giving you a feeling word, offer them options and ask which one or couple fits their true feeling. This strategy helps expand their feeling vocabulary. Step 3. Practice to grow skills and develop habits. Daily disagreements can allow your child or teen to practice new skills if you seize those chances. Practice grows vital new brain connections that strengthen and eventually form habits. Each time your child or teen works hard managing feelings, words, and choices constructively. Practice also provides essential opportunities to develop consequential thinking or the ability to think ahead to the impact of a particular choice and evaluate whether it's a positive choice based on those consequences. Practice also provides essential opportunities to develop consequential thinking or the ability to think ahead to the impact of a particular choice and evaluate whether it's a positive choice based on those considerations. Actions. Allow your child or teen the chance to take steps to meet their significant challenges, taking responsibility for their relationships, even when you know you could do it faster and better. For example, take the time to allow your child or teen to think of ways to repair harm rather than telling them to apologize. Be sure to consider how you can create the conditions to support their success, like offering coaching or guided open-ended questions to prompt thinking so your child or teen learns to become their best problem solver. Follow through on repairing harm. When your child or teen has caused harm, they need your guidance, encouragement, and support in following through to repair it. They may need your support through this process, and that's okay. They are learning the invaluable skill of responsible decision-making. Start with asking your child or teen questions. First, help them consider how their actions impacted others. You might ask, how do you think your friend felt when you broke their bike? And then help your child or teen brainstorm how to repair harm. You might ask, how do you want to repair the harm? Ideas may include apologizing, helping them fix the bike, or letting them use the child's or teen's bike. Resist forcing your child or teen to apologize. Forcing a child or teen to apologize teaches them a memorized response. An apology may make you feel better, 
but it does not teach our child or teen to accept responsibility for their actions or to begin to understand another's feelings. Initially, practice may require more teaching, but avoid offering direct solutions, going directly to the other in the conflict, or solving a problem for your child or teen. Step 4. Support your child's or teen's development and success. At this point, you've taught your child or teen how to manage their challenges with skill and persistence, and you are allowing them to practice so they can learn how to do these new tasks well and independently. You can offer support by reteaching, monitoring, coaching, and applying logical consequences when appropriate. Parents or those in a parenting role naturally provide support as they see their child or teen fumble with the situation where they need help. This support is no different. By providing support, you reinforce their ability to be successful, helping them grow cause-and-effect thinking as they address problems and conflicts, and helping them grow skills in taking responsibility. Actions. Initially, your child or teen may need active support. Use show me or I'd love to see statements and ask them to demonstrate how they can work to resolve a problem. You could say, I'd love to see how you use some of the skills we discussed in this argument with your sister. Recognize effort using I noticed statements like, I noticed you were so clear about your feelings and what you needed from your sister. Great work asking her for exactly what you needed. That's excellent. On days with extra challenges, when you can see your child or teen is frustrated or feeling irritable, proactively remind your child or teen that their power lies in their ability to pause before reacting. This might sound like, yesterday when you stopped and took a breath before reacting to your sister, you could stay in control and get the desired outcome. It may not feel like that today, but that ability is still in you. Actively reflect on how your child or teen is feeling when approaching challenges. You can ask questions like, how are things going with your friends? Who are you hanging out with during lunch? Offering a chance to talk about lunch and recess gives insight into your child's or teen's social challenges. I can tell you are still upset about what happened with your friend. What do you think might be helpful? Apply logical consequences when needed. Logical consequences should come soon after the negative behavior and need to be provided in a way that maintains a healthy relationship. Rather than punishment, a consequence is about supporting the learning process. First, recognize your feelings and practice a calm-down strategy when needed. It helps to know which calm-down strategies work best for you and have a plan. Not only is this good modeling, but when you control your emotions, you can provide logical consequences that fit the behavior. Second, invite your child or teen to discuss the expectations established in Step 2 for managing conflict. Third, if you feel your child or teen is not meeting these expectations, unless they do not know how, apply a logical consequence as a teachable moment. Here is a trap to avoid. Don't move on or continue to repeat a request. Children and teens often need more time to deal with their feelings and approach someone with whom they are upset. Be sure to wait long enough for your child or teen to show you they can address their problems independently with your support. Your waiting could make all the difference in whether they can solve their problems. Step 5. Recognize efforts. No matter how old your child or teen is, your positive reinforcement and encouragement have a significant impact. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worthwhile to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way in promoting positive behaviors and expanding your child's or teen's confidence. Your recognition also encourages safe, 
secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for solid communication, and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. You can reinforce your child's or teen's efforts in many ways. It is essential to distinguish between three types of reinforcement, recognition, rewards, and bribes. These three parenting behaviors impact your child's or teen's behavior differently. Recognition occurs after you observe the desired behavior in your child or teen. Noticing and naming the specific behavior you want to reinforce is critical to promoting more of it. For example, you took a deep breath when you got upset. That is a great idea. Recognition can include nonverbal cues such as a smile, high five, or hug. Rewards can be helpful in certain situations by providing a concrete, timely, and positive incentive for doing a good job. A reward is determined ahead of time so that the child or teen knows what to expect. Like, if you demonstrate that you can share your new game with your sister, you will get 15 minutes of extra time to play. If you X, then I'll X. It stops any negotiations in the heat of the moment. A reward could be used to teach positive behavior or break a bad habit. The goal should be to help your child or teen progress to a time when the reward will no longer be needed. Rewards can decrease a child or teen's intrinsic motivation if used too often. Unlike a reward, bribes aren't planned and generally happen when a parent or those in a parenting role are in a crisis, like a child or teen arguing and refusing to leave a social gathering. To avoid disaster, a parent or those in a parenting role offers to stop for ice cream on the way home if the child or teen will stop arguing and leave the event. While bribes can be helpful in the short term to manage stressful situations, they will not grow lasting motivation or behavior change and should be avoided. Here is a trap to avoid. It can be easy to use bribes when recognition and occasional rewards are underutilized. If parents or those in a parenting role find themselves resorting to a bribe frequently, it is likely time to revisit the five-step process. Here is a trap to avoid. Think about what behavior a bribe may unintentionally reinforce. For example, offering to stop for ice cream if a child or teen quits arguing and leaves a social event may teach the child or teen that future arguments lead to additional treats. Actions. Recognize and call out when it is going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when everything moves smoothly. Noticing and naming the behavior provides the necessary reinforcement that you see and value your child's or teen's choice. For example, when children or teens show signs they're using skills you've been working on, a short, specific call-out is all that's needed. I notice you asked your friend about how they are feeling. Excellent. Recognize small steps along the way. Don't wait for the significant accomplishments like your child or teen using their calm-down strategies independently, to recognize effort. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, after your child or teen calmly resolves a conflict with a friend, invite the friend over for pizza. Or, after everyone is ready for school in the morning without conflicts, Take a few minutes to listen to a favorite song together. In closing, engaging in these five steps is an investment that grows your skills as an effective parent on many other issues and grows essential skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. This tool allows children and teens to become more self-aware, deepen their social awareness, exercise their self-management skills, 
work on their relationship skills, and demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. Center for Health and Safety Culture 2023, Conflict, ages 11 to 14. Retreat from https colon backslash backslash www.toolsforyourchildsuccess.org. Copyright 2023, Center for Health and Safety Culture at Montana State University. This content does not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the Tools for Your Child Success communities, financial supporters, contributors, SAMHSA, or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.